This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And Pastor Michael, we want to make sure we let our listeners know that this is the last week that we're going to do our regular Q&A. We're going to take a hiatus this summer and then come back at it a little differently uh, for our listeners, just so that you know that we are going to continue to do the Q&A, but maybe just a little bit different than what we're doing it currently. Yep, we'd, love to get, yeah, we'd love to get your questions. We'd love to get your feedback, maybe some suggestions of what you think would work better uh, for this Q&A. So for today, we've got a great question, Michael. Is the productive person more glorifying to God? What do you say? The context of this is uh, I've said a couple things about laziness and productivity. And so let me, let me, re- let me reiterate what I said. I'm, I'm not going to try to be PC in the way I say these things, say these things. And obviously, you know, there are general trends that we see and then there are always exceptions. Okay. So I'll tell you about some of the general trends that I see. I see a lot of people who are unproductive. Um, they get some stuff done. Um, they're healthy, mm. they're functional, they're whatever. Um, but there's just a lack of vision, ambition, what could be. Uh, sometimes I, I I had a conversation recently with somebody who, um, it, it was actually really striking because they said, you know, when I grew up, um, I never knew what I could be. My parents never told me you could do anything. They never like wow. set me up and gave me okay. opportunities and whatnot. I said, it's interesting because, you know, when I grew up, I didn't feel like there's anything I couldn't do. Um, and, and part of that's personality on one level, but really like my, my parents made sure that, um, anything I wanted to do, I could probably end up doing it as long as it wasn't crazy or going to kill me. Okay. I hear you now. I I was thinking it was the other direction. So they were actually encouraging their child. They could do anything they wanted to do. You're capable of doing stuff, you know? And, and, uh, I mean, everything I had a job at 11, so I knew what it meant to make money and I I knew what it, you know, so, but like my kids, for example, one of the, um, one of the things that I'm starting with them is this is going to sound crazy, but this will make the point here is um, each of them are going to start a business by the time they're 16. <laughs> and that's the entrepreneur in you. <laughs> right. But have vision. I want to teach them a vision for themselves. Absolutely. And, and so I want to teach them at a young age, here's how to take care of employees. So your brother and your sister and your mom and dad will work for you. Yes. Okay. You know, like now dad will fund it, but it's got to be a good vision. So, mm-hmm. you know, so it's got to be a good business. Got to actually make money. And um, so my daughter was like, my eight-year-old's like, I'd like to start baking cupcakes. I said, okay, but your cupcakes have to be better than everybody else's. <laughs> my point in that is saying, like, I want to speak vision into them. You can do anything. You can have an idea. Absolutely. Everybody on the planet, I totally agree with this. Almost everybody on the planet has something unique that somebody will pay for. You may not become a millionaire off of it, but you can make money <laughs> That's off right. of it. That's right. You can somehow figure out a way to make money with right. it. Right. And so um, one of my, like, I, you know, it's just a sadness. I don't have condemnation over it. It's just that so many people don't see what they're capable of. Yeah. And uh, so many people speak so much condemnation. And I am not a prosperity guy. I'm not a health and wealth guy. You know, I, you yep. know you, hopefully by now mm-hmm. you figure that out. Uh, but I do believe that we're made in the image of God and we are creative and that we have the ability to do profoundly great things. And honestly, what stands between most of us in doing some of these things is ourselves. Is ourselves. And the lies we've believed. And sometimes it's That's the lies exactly that have right. been told to us or the truths that have not been told to us. Uh, or the disciplines that were not instilled into us as a kid Mm -hmm. uh, or that we didn't fight for as adults. A lot of it comes from just a lack of uh, good oversight in our lives from good parents and leaders pushing us, you know? So I'm going to be very vulnerable and and, and share with you my parenting and maybe my parenting 
lack of uh, skill. I have two kids. My daughter, she is, she has been from the day she was born complacent, uh, just very, very easygoing in personality. But her drive is over the top. She was the child that if if you could get 105 on a test, she would study till like one o'clock in the morning to get 105. <laughs> and it's like, Tiffany, you can get that was, a hundred. That was not me. Yeah, you can get 100 <laughs> and be just fine. Oh, no, dad, there's 105 points. I'm going to go for all of them. Yeah. And she started developing that drive, that motivation, that the, the desire to achieve, to be an achiever uh, from probably as soon as she started school, but her personality is very easygoing. So when people see her, they see her as someone who's laid back, but once you get to know her, she's driven. Now, my son, on the other hand, from the day he was born, he was just the opposite. Mm. This kid was go, 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 very similar to X, mm. into everything. If if there was a five-foot place that he could jump off, he was looking for six. <laughs> Where, where can I jump higher? You know, I want to jump from a higher point. But he was the kid in school that was like, you know what? I don't have to study and I can get a C and a yeah. C will pass. And a C will let me play sports. So, you know, I'm not going to study because I don't need to study. And that drove me as, as someone who is an achiever, someone who, you know, wants to accomplish all that I can accomplish. It drove me crazy as a parent. And it was like, how can I motivate my son? How can I get him to see, son, you can, you can get the same grades as your sister. He says, I don't want to be like my sister, yep. you know, my older sister. You know, I don't need to be that. And said, but, but son, you're shortcutting yourself. You are capable of doing far more than you ever think that you can. And where this really kind of- By your standards By my standards. Yep. Because I'm relating to your son right now. Yes. And you're like my dad. Yes. Who's yes. like, or my mom who's like, well, look at your older brother. He yes. got a 4.0 and I know you could. And I'm like, but I don't want a 4.0. And where this really kind of blew up on me. And again, I'm, we're trying to answer this question about lazy versus productive. And my son was in junior high. He was an excellent baseball player. And he got, he got to the point where he was, his birthday was late. Um, and, and or I guess early, early. And so he was one of the youngest kids on his team. Therefore, he was one of the smallest kids on his team, which wasn't a problem until he went to the next league up. And he would stand in the batter's box and he would watch strikes go by mm. and he wouldn't swing. And I mm. said, son, what's the problem? Well, I just can't hit it. I said, well, you, I, I can throw a whole bucket of wiffle balls in the backyard as fast as I can throw them. And you can hit them all over the place. These guys are smaller than me. And you're scared of them. And it, it, it created a great tension. And, and for, for quite a few years, about three years, it really came down as, Dad, you think I'm lazy. Dad, you think that I'm a loser. Dad, mm -hmm. you think that I can't achieve. And we never were able to verbalize that. As a parent, I fell short and wasn't able to verbalize. No, son, I see so much great potential in you. You could be so much more productive. You could achieve so much more. You're shortchanging yourself. And, and, and I never equated it to godly versus ungodly. Yeah, nothing to do Never with that. did that. Yeah. But in his mind, he saw it as value. Mm. Uh, you value my, your, my, my sister you know, more than you value me yep. because she is an achiever and, and I am not. Mm. And it wasn't until he was— uh, about a senior in high school, 
that we were able to create a, a, a situation where we were able to have the conversation. And he says, Dad, I understand now what you, what you were trying to do. And I said, son, I'm sorry, I couldn't, for, for whatever reason, I couldn't verbalize, I couldn't communicate to you that, and he says, yeah, you saw the potential that I had yep. and I was wasting. Yep. Don't you feel like you see people a lot and you're like, wow, like you really are capable of so much more. And it's not a matter of they're bad people. No. Honestly, sometimes it's just mental blocks. Yeah. And uh, their lies they believed or personality dispositions that, yes. that maybe need to be overcome a little bit. And it's interesting because as, as some of these people grow up, they have this sense like they could do more and they don't know what to do. Right. And this is where like, like I do feel for them. I'm like, you are capable more. And I see that. And I don't think you're a bad person. I don't think you've sinned willfully or anything of the sorts, but you are capable of more. And, and for whatever more, reason, they're holding themselves back. Correct. And so now here's where I have to make a distinction. Uh, some people consider productivity as a sin into busyness. Yes. I'm not a busy guy. I mean, I do a lot of things. I don't self-identify as busy. Like I don't wake up and think I have a busy day today. I look at my calendar. I'm like, I, I got to do this and this and this and this and that. I got stuff to do. But I can also like cancel that stuff mm. and do it later, you know, but I would consider myself semi-productive and some people compare this to the Martha Mary thing, right? And I'm like, this is not no, Martha no, Mary. That is about same. busyness and, and intentionality and in yes, relationships. Yes. It's about most important things. You can be super productive and keep the most important relationships the most important. Right. You can be super busy and keep the most important relationships. You can even be super lazy and still keep the most important relationships the most important relationships. Yes. This is not Martha Mary. This is not anything other than um, I believe so many people um, are capable of more. Now, more is the trick. Yes. What does that mean? Because some people hear this and they automatically interpret what the more is, or they allow the more to be a, condo, con, a voice condemnation. of condemnation over them. And I'm like, more doesn't mean more busy. More honestly just means probably more life-giving to you. Mm -hmm. So for example, how you define productivity is different than how I define productivity. That's correct. And I don't mean like objective, I mean personally. Yeah, personally, yes. So for me to be productive is to create things that do not exist that help people. Mm -hmm. Like for you- For me, it's to take those eight things and start checking them off and making them happen. Making them happen. And like you, you the fact that you're a mechanic, right? Like you, you love, I mean, you are wired to make things work optimally. Mm-hmm. I'm wired to create things that don't exist. And that's exactly right. So like how you define productivity and how I define productivity personally are different. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be more productive, you're going to make more things work better. That's correct. And if I'm going to be productive, I'm going to create, create more things, things that don't exist. Yeah. You know? And this is why I always say, I don't like to, I don't like to fix things. I don't like to make things with my hands. I like to make things with my mind <laughs> and my mouth, apparently. Uh, but uh, so when we talk about productivity, uh, uh, it is subjective. Um, it is not something you can just say, everybody should be more productive. The more productive person is more glorified to God. I would actually say uh, a lot of people, the reason you don't feel like you, you know, you're making the most of your life, it's one of two reasons. Number one is you've sold yourself short and yes. you haven't taken some initiative yep. that you could have taken. Or number two, you are, and I, I need our audience to listen very carefully because I believe for a lot of moms, this is the case. You're defining productivity wrong. Mm -hmm. for a mom, a stay-at-home mom, for example, the most productive thing you can do 
produce kids. Yeah. Who are yeah. good, Poor godly, those faithful kids, kids right? Yeah. And you can't control the good, godly, faithful, but you can, you can, you can spend time and invest in them, right? That's right. And uh, and it doesn't mean you can't do other things, but like the mom who's raising kids and is being in, semi-intentional with her kids mm-hmm. is a is a productive person who brings God much glory. The challenge is, I believe, with a lot of women right now is is that um, they are producing kids. Meaning raising kids, raising kids up. I'm using the productivity word here. Uh, They're being productive with kids, but culture tells them until you do X, Y, and Z, until you do these public things, until you have a public ministry, until you do these big things, Mm -hmm. you are not really glorifying to God. And I really, so every mom and dad can listen to me in this. I don't believe that God is going to bless you with big things until you're faithful with the The little little things. things. That's exactly, that's a biblical principle. Right. And so Moses spends uh, 40 years in the wilderness before he gets to actually lead the Israelites. He has to go. And by this time, what is he, 60, 70, 80 years old? By the time he even gets to go back to Egypt and free the people, Mm -hmm. the the Israelites from Egypt and the Red Sea and all that kind of stuff. And then he spends another 40 years in the wilderness. It's like, great, you know? My point in that is saying that a lot of people take their 20s and their 30s and they want they want influence now. Yeah. And I, I want to say and, that and the greatest influence they can have are on those little ones. Oh, yeah. You want to multiply influence? That's you right. You produce children. I don't mean like procreate. I mean, you be productive with your children. Pour into them. And you will watch your influence spread from generations. And by the time you're in your late 30s and 40s, um, you're you're going to be given more opportunities. The problem is we see these 20-year-olds or these 30-year-olds, um, somebody might look at me and say, hey, at 28, you're able to be a lead pastor, right? That doesn't mean I'm more more productive. Or my less job productive. is to be faithful with this That's right. right now. And if the Lord ever wanted to give me more responsibility, it's not going to happen if I'm not faithful with this. That's correct. And so um, this is the rule with everybody. And you can compare yourself to other people. And and that's that's just flat yeah, out That is ridiculous. the biggest trap that we yeah. can have. But now, okay, I'm retired. I've reached the point where I've worked 30, 40 years in a job and I'm now I'm not productive because I don't have a job to go to. I've retired from uh, something that I either loved or something that I've done for many years. And I sit around and do what now? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and there's this sense of lostness, the sense of, you know, what's my purpose now? And what I see often in the retirement ages is the people, and this is, this is just what I've experienced that those that retire without a next step, okay, I've retired from this job that I've done, and and they don't see that they have a, a, a different purpose now, another area to be productive in, very quickly in their 70s, they start their health starts deteriorating, their mind starts deteriorating because they're not going after um, something that would be, in, in, in our terminology that we're using today, productive. And, you know, unfortunately, they, they die. They die very quickly after, after retirement because mm-hmm. they don't have anything to throw themselves into. I think that is uh, a principle that God gave um, Adam in the garden, that we are wired to do work. We are wired to do something, whether it's physically or mentally. We are wired to be productive and do something to take care of what God has uh, instilled in our stewards uh, for us as stewards. And I see older uh, followers of Jesus who have reached the age of 60, 70, 80, and they say, well, there's nothing here for me to do in the church. 
And it's just so sad because that can be some of the greatest productive years in mentoring and coaching and helping um, other people and doing things in the church that they have time to do. Things I can't say, but you can. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It, it really hurt. Uh, last week, we were, on, we were on vacation, and uh, Renee and I, for the first time, received our senior citizen discount. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. I thought that was, you know, 10 years from now. Oh, no, you can get it at 55. Yep. That's, well, uh, that's a trip, Okay. Dude. I've now just reached that next tier of, oh, my. Okay. It was humbling. Did you go through depression? Uh, for... And about did you, 10 seconds. Did you overcompensate, drive a truck, and climb a mountain? That's exactly. That's, yeah, yeah. I am not a senior citizen. Yes, lots of swearing, lots of swearing. <laughs> Is the productive person more glorifying to God? It's a trick question. Trick question. And I would say you can be productive for the wrong reasons, and that's not glorifying to God. That's correct. You can be productive for the right reasons, and that is glorifying to God. You can be unproductive because you didn't know how to be productive. And is that sin? No. Is it sad? It's always sad. Always sad. When somebody does not receive something that they, that could have really blessed their lives. And this is a lot of kids. That's exactly right. There are a lot of kids who grew up without a dad. That's sad. Is that sin? No, it's sad. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of kids who grew up with bad parents. Is that sin? Well, it's the sin of the parents, but it's not a sin of the kid, you know? And we have to be productive with what we have. That's exactly right. And sometimes God restricts experiences and tools from us because maybe if he gave them to all, all of us, we would do something we're not ready for. Mm. And what I find is that God gives me the experiences and the tools at the right time to do what he's asking me to do. And, um, and that's okay. So here's my, here's my, my final statement. Um, is lazy productive? No. What is lazy? That's a relative term. I will never, as far as I know, give an analogy or a, a, an application of a lazy person on this podcast because I could say blank is lazy, but they may have some serious physical issues that prevent Mm -hmm. them from doing that. You know, they may have emotional, chemical, physical, hormonal, whatever. I don't know. I'm just not going to play that game. Um, My question for anybody is every Christian short of some either psychological, emotional, or hormonal challenges has self-control and the capacity for discipline. Yes. And every Christian, I don't care who you are, myself and you included, there are things that we have not, there, there are things that we have not seen God do because we have not disciplined ourselves. Yeah, right. We've held ourselves back. Does that mean I'm sinning? You know, it just means that I know as long as I'm alive, I can use better the tools mm-hmm. God has given mm-hmm. me and I will never see something I've produced and say, I have arrived. I can now die. Yeah. I will. Somebody's, I heard this in a sermon today. If uh, you have a pulse, you have a purpose. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And if you have a purpose, you have something to produce. Mm-hmm. And this is the nature of work. Maybe you fix something. Maybe you create something. Maybe you raise something. But if you have a pulse, you have a purpose. If you have a purpose, you have something to produce. Sounds great. Well, we got a question for next time, which is, why does God speak directly to people in the Old Testament, but not today? Awesome. Awesome. I love question. that question.